You're listening to episode 47, my exclusive interview with award-winning author and the co-founder of the Whole Person Integrative Eating Program, Dr. Larry Sherwitz. Welcome to the Rock Your World Naturally Show, sharing God's prescription for total health in spirit, soul, and body. I'm your host, Rakesia McMillan, award-winning author, Air Force veteran, and total health coach. I'm passionate about sharing biblical truth, scientific research, and practical lifestyle approaches to help heal your world naturally. Are you ready to treat the root causes of being overweight and pave the way to a happier and healthier relationship to food, eating, and weight? In this exclusive interview, I hosted behavioral scientist Dr. Larry Sherwitz. Dr. Sherwitz's research has been published in a plethora of prestigious medical journals. He is married to co-author of Whole Person Integrative Eating, Deborah Keston, MPH. Their authored work is the winner of the 2020 Book Excellence Award in the health category. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome to the show, award-winning author and the co-founder of the Whole Person Integrative Eating Program, Dr. Larry Sherwitz. Hello, Rikisia. It is an honor to be on your show. Thank you very much for the invitation. Oh, I am elated to have you on today's show, and I'm so looking forward to what you're going to share with our listeners on today. Well, I am eager to share what we've been working on for the last 20 years that I think will enhance someone's health and that it's um, rocking the world for better nutrition. (laughs) I love that. And speaking of rocking the world uh, with nutrition, can you let our listeners know, Dr. Sherwitz, what you're doing in your life right now that is rocking your world naturally? Well, thank you for that wonderful question. First, I'm helping others less fortunate than myself. For example, I'm part of a coffee group that meets once a week, and uh, we have taken on a project which I am leading to help uh, an unmarried mother with two teenage children, and they came from Venezuela, and they have no money. So we are helping them get money to to buy their school clothes for their school uniforms. And the way we're doing that is uh, we're painting a classic 19th century high school uh, building. Mm. And we are paying the boys for their time to do the painting. Mm. The money that they raise by their work then goes into their school uniforms. So... We feel good helping them. They get school uniforms, and the school is getting painted white with all the graffiti removed. So that's one thing. Mm. The second thing is I'm doing spiritual practices that include yoga, meditation, prayer, and selfless service. 
These help create joy in the midst of our worldwide crises, and they bring peace of mind. Thirdly, I'm sharing our discoveries about the root causes and treatments for coronary heart disease, and as we'll discuss today, for overeating and obesity. And this brings us to a book that my wife and I just published this February um, that uh, we can talk about later. So uh, those are some of the things that are rocking my world, uh, kind of like as a baby gets rocked to a lullaby. <laughs> and I just love the, um, the outreach efforts that you're doing to serve others in the community. And I just love the the picture that, that you painted that that everyone is involved. It's your, you know, your group that you're meeting with on a weekly basis at the coffee shop. You're um, help, helping this young man to understand the importance of what it means to give back. The school in turn, you know, is benefiting and it's just this cycle of goodness and service and community that's just flowing through the efforts that you guys are doing to help them to have uh, schools for the uh, uniforms for the school. So it's just a beautiful, beautiful picture. It's a win, 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 three-way picture. Oh, there you go. There you go. And so I am so excited about um, what we will be discussing today. And one of the things that just drew me to you, Dr. Sherwoods, is the work that uh, you and your wife have done um, by way of the book. But it was just the, um, the aspect of the whole person integrative eating model. And so for those who may be new to this particular model, can you kind of explain what that is and what that looks like? Yes, I can. Thank you for that good question. We played the role of cultural anthropologists by looking at what the wisdom traditions, cultural traditions, had to say about the best way to prepare food, to eat, and to share it. So this included um, uh, uh, the, the Christianities sacred uh, sacraments, um, Tibetan medicine, um, what the Buddhists have said about food and eating, and many other traditions. And we looked at these 20 traditions to see what was consistent. What were the themes that came across centuries and different cultures? And we came up with six different themes that we decided to make a questionnaire to measure the practice of these themes or not. And then we got access to a large sample of the United States to measure this, uh, whether they, the, the practice of these themes and how people, whether how frequently they overate and how much, uh, whether they was, whether they were overweight or obese. And these themes, each of these themes about the optimal way of eating has the converse. It's the unoptimal way, which we have called overeating styles. For example, one we call task snacking. Mm -hmm. When someone uh, 
reads or looks at their computer while they're eating or watching television. They're also likely to do this while they're driving, while they're studying and, and various other activities, doing a task while eating and not focusing totally upon eating. So we found that when people are likely to um, eat while they read, they're also likely to eat while they're walking or anything else. So there are seven of these themes and our book, Whole Person Integrative Eating, and the subtitle is A Breakthrough Dietary Lifestyle to Treat the Root Causes of Overeating, Overweight, and Obesity. So what we found with these themes is the optimal way to eat and the worst way to eat. And of these 5,256 individuals that filled out our questionnaire, uh, they make, a, I would say, on average, about a C minus. Mm. That's for the people who are normal weight. And for those who were overweight, they would make a D. And for those who were obese, there would be an F on our rating scale. Mm -hmm. And what we discovered is that the more people eat, the less they enjoy it. So you, you do not have to have a big pig out meal to enjoy it. It's there are more elements to that. Uh, for example, I'll just tell you what the reasons that we overeat um, are emotional eating. Mm. To food to manage negative feelings such as anxiety and depression, boredom or frustration. It's the number one cause of overeating is we treat food kind of like a medication. Yes. And we don't go for the carrots. We go for the carrot cake. Mm. Um, there's another one called food fretting. That's dieting, judging food is good or bad, over concerned about the best way to eat. All this fretting uh, might restrain us in some ways, but it takes away the joy of eating. And fast foodism, people who eat mostly fast, processed, fried, and high-calorie foods tend to be, be more overweight. And <clears throat> sensory disregard, not savoring the scent, flavor, colors, or flavoring. Are, are related to people overeating. So if you're not getting the sensory pleasure from it, you tend to overeat. Mm. And I, I'll tell you what the anecdotes are after I tell you what the overeating styles are. Mm -hmm. Task snacking, I've already mentioned, eating while doing other activities. Number six is overeating uh, un unappetizing atmosphere eating in an unpleasant psychological or unpleasant aesthetic settings, a surrounding. And then finally, solo dining, eating alone. When people eat by themselves, they're more likely to overeat than if they're sharing things with people. So for each one of these things that we've looked at as a cause of overeating, there's a treatment. And our book goes into detail, a chapter on each one of these causes and what to do about it. So, mm -hmm. number one, being aware of feelings and thoughts before, during, and after eating is 
an anecdote to the emotional eating. Appreciate food and its origins from the heart. Without food, we do not survive. We seem to take it for granted because it's so available to us. But there's a mystery in food that it keeps us alive and we can get in touch with that. And instead of fast food, eat fresh, whole food in natural state as often as possible. Things that grow and eat in, in the garden. Things uh, so uh, fresh fruit and vegetables, whole grains, legumes, beans and peas. And uh, sensory disregard is switch that over. Regard, savor the flavors, the aromas, the colors, and the mystery of watching food when you eat. Mm-hmm. And then if, if you're task snacking, take moment to moment non-judgmental awareness of every aspect of the meal. For example, when you're making a salad and when you're cutting carrots, you're thinking slicing, 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 instead of what happened at work today or what are you going to do? Stay focused on the each step of preparation, eating, and sharing food. And eat in a pleasant psychological and aesthetic surroundings. When people eat with beauty around them, flowers and and candles and and a nice setting, it's nourishing. Mm -hmm. And eating with others. And now here's a secret that underlies all of this. A story, if if I may uh, say, Rikishia. There's the belief that in in India, for example, Deepak Chopra's father, uh, K.L. Chopra, who's a cardiologist, and my wife and I uh, traveled to India where I was giving a presentation on lifestyle and heart disease, lifestyle changes in heart disease. Deborah interviewed KL, Dr. K.L. Chopra, a cardiologist, and he said, my wife cooks most of our food and she cooks it with loving regard and introduces prana, the life force, into the food. It's, mm-hmm. as, it's as if the food has a memory. Yes. Retains it. And if we eat food that is prepared that way in a mindful, loving way, it unlocks that regard that we gave to it. So you mm-hmm. put love in it and when you eat it, you get love back. Mm-hmm. And that's a revolutionary concept. It's so different from traditional nutrition. The science nutrition, modern nutrition science is based almost totally upon the biological aspects of food. What the vitamins and minerals are and how that affects health. Not to knock that at all. That's important. But it's not complete. You can't take one of your seven spiritual keys and say, that's it and not look at the other six. And Mm -hmm. so we think by putting these seven elements of optimal eating together, you can um, increase the pleasure of eating, the nutritiousness of the food, and you'll be satisfied eating less. And so um, in our book, there's a questionnaire 
that you can fill out to find out which of these eating styles, where you lie on each one, and you can choose which one you want to work on. So that's that's a, a short overview of the book, Whole Person Integrated Eating. Oh, and one of the things that I just heard resonate and was a constant theme in the fact that you shared that the surroundings and how we're eating, eating um, mindfully. And that is one thing that I have, it really impacted me. I was over um, in Korea and the first time I had a meal there it was at a, at a traditional Korean restaurant in South Korea. You come in and it's very quiet and serene. There's a table laid out with all kind of colorful vegetables, fruits, warming teas. You take your shoes off and the atmosphere is so serene and so peaceful. And you really can focus on the flavors. You can focus on the smells. You can focus on the taste of the food. Whereas in here in the Western culture, it's so not like that. It's very rare that you will find um, special spaces like that unless you create it on your own in your home environment. But, um, you know, the restaurants are filled with noise. It's, you know, whether it's fast food, the way the food is being prepared, it's not being prepared with that life force, as you say, to where it can be nourishing to your soul, your physical body. And so, you know, eating mindfully is so important to our overall health. That's right. In fact, uh, we had a a colleague, um, two colleagues and physicians test our program with patients diagnosed with diabetes. And they gave the questionnaire of these seven eating styles. And then they did the analysis to see what factors correlated with the drops in A1C. That's a measure, H, uh, A1C, that's a measure of uh, how much uh, sugar you have in your blood. It's a long-term measure. And what they found is that following this program of these seven optimal ways of eating correlated with lower A1C measures than the carbohydrates in the diet. Mm. And so how you eat may be just as important as what you eat. Mm. And that's so good because even as you were sharing like the different styles of eating, whether you're performing a task while you're eating or um, just knowing what type of eating style that that we do have or maybe practicing, as you said, it's so important to know even how we're eating, not just what we're eating. That's right. And and there there may be a consciousness underlying all plants. There's a book by Clive Baxter called The Secret Life of Plants. Mm. And he did psychophysiological measurements of plants' response. And the way we regard a plant, it responds. So there's, there's life and consciousness in food. And it, 
it receives and gives back this loving regard and focus and and uh, uh, mindfulness. So uh, it's a revolutionary concept, and it's worth trying. Hmm. And one of the things that um, I think is just so important as you and your wife have done this work regarding the whole person integrative eating model to know that this is not a diet because we see so many diet trends of this being the most you know current trend or the fad of of dieting um how would you Share that in regards to individuals, um, Dr. Um, Sherwoods, as far as this not being a diet. Well, it's it's a dietary lifestyle. It's designed to be practiced for a lifetime. Um, it'll it'll help inspire you to transform your relationship with food, eating, and weight and pleasure about empowering you to discover true nourishment, physical, emotional, spiritual, and social, each time you eat for life. And in your model, it encompasses spirit, soul, and body. And I love that. I absolutely love that. And so with the whole person integrative um, eating model, you also talk about, I think it's four different components with it being physical, emotional, spiritual, and social nourishment. Can you talk about how those different components work together? Well, you could say, which one of these is most important? Uh, I used to get that question from our heart patients when we had a program of diet, exercise, social support, and stress management. And they said, which one of these is most important? And I say, well, how many legs does a dog have? And they'll say, four. And I say, now, which leg is more the most important for the dog to run on? Mm-hmm. And it's obvious when you've seen a dog or a horse running that they need all four legs. Yes. So they work together. There is a synchrony that in, that increases the magic around a meal when they're all practiced together. Mm-hmm. So you can turn a meal into a banquet. You can turn a snack into a feast with the right way of being aware and and modulating your focus and your mood. The human being is the only animal in the animal kingdom that has the awareness of being able to change our mood at will. Yes, we get overwhelmed by stress or anger or something, depression. But if we remind ourselves to be grateful, gratitude is an extremely important way of um, changing our mood. Being grateful for something, all the little things around us is a way to lift our spirits, to let the soul be nourished. Um, Heartfelt regard, if you take the focus and open your heart to that, to 
tomato that you were slicing or to that um, beat the beans that you that you are cooking or the, the spices that you're adding these things enhance the food and they enhance your mood while you're cooking. so uh, what we're filled with with processed food it's all made by factory machines for efficiency Yes, and it doesn't have what we call prana. It doesn't have that life force. And the way Deborah and I first recognized this is we we were making salads using a food processor that would slice it all out, and we'd taste it and say, "What? This just doesn't seem to have life." Mm-hmm. And then we would make the salad with our hands and wash it, wash it carefully. Yes, the difference. So I I I. Try this out. Readers, your listeners, try this out of handling things with regard and focus and see if you can taste the difference when you, when you, when you eat the food. Oh, and I know that's something that I would certainly like to, to try out. And uh, it is so different when there is a personal touch um, regarding the making and preparing of food. Versus if it is, you know, processed or made in a, a certain way that involves a, a level of processing, there is that level of love and touch and care. It's it's something I really believe it's spiritual in the connection with the food. Exactly. You got it. Mm-hmm. They should read everything that you published or read or listen to your uh, podcast, I think you've got it. <laughs> One of the things that also interested me, Dr. Sherwitz, about your work is that you were able to um, discover and find out that heart disease, there was a reversal regarding the um, whether it was the lifestyle changes or the um, whole person integrative eating model that people practiced, or can you share a little bit more about that work with heart disease reversal? We had retreats with heart patients and we had them eat a no fat added plant-based diet of fresh fruits and vegetables, whole grains, beans and legumes, and some nuts and seeds and refrain from animal products except for non-fat yogurt. We had group sessions where the group would sit and talk about issues, particularly feelings that came up, and they would practice listening to one another and responding. And we had aerobic exercise that's part of rehab programs for heart disease all over the world. So we put these four elements together and we tested their benefits on how the heart functions. In our first study done at Baylor College of Medicine, we found that the heart could pump more blood after 29 days of practicing the program in a retreat setting. Mm. So then we decided to get even more um, insightful for our measures, and I recruited Dean to come to San Francisco where I had moved, and we did a lifestyle heart trial, and we actually put 
used angiograms to measure the diameter of the arteries and where the blockages were and PET scans. Mm-hmm. And had a very rigorous program of these four elements. And after one year, we found that not only were the blockages eased, that the blood would flow better through the arteries, the heart muscle got more blood to it. And the exercise could increase and the chest pain would decrease. So we published this in Lancet, a very prestigious British journal, and then later the five-year follow-up joined continued benefits in the Journal of the American Heart Association. And this has become, through my colleague Dean Ornish's um, uh, persistence of 17 years and his work with President um, Bill Clinton and Newt Gingrich and others, he got it accepted as a Medicare program for people who were 65 and over. That is absolutely incredible. And it just speaks to the fact that when we give the body what it needs in the form of nourishment, that it does have the ability to heal itself. And so the work that you've done is so profound and and life-changing on so many levels. And so for our listeners who are out there, Dr. Sherwitz, who want to know more about the whole person integrative eating model in your book, where can they find the work that you and your wife have done um, out there on the web? Well, we have an extensive media platform. They can find the book and get it a Kindle version on Amazon. Uh, they can either Google my name or Deborah's name and this will come up. And uh, whole person integrative eating is the name of the book. Um, we have a Facebook page, uh, whole person integrative eating. We have Instagram, uh, integrative eating. We have LinkedIn, uh, Deborah Keston. Uh, we have a Twitter account and we have a website. And I would suggest looking at the website, a website. It's integrative eating dot com. So we have many ways, and we've also developed a course for anybody who wants to get certified in this approach with American Association of Sports Nutrition and Dietitians, and it's a nonprofit organization, and we have a rigorous course of 20 modules, uh, and they can take this course online and get certified and become um, health coaches in this approach. So we're we're reaching out to the medical community and we're reaching out to individuals who have issues with uh, overeating, overweight, or who simply want to enhance the nourishment of their food and the joy of eating. Thank you so much for sharing how uh, we can get in touch with the work that you are doing. And it has truly been my pleasure to host you on the show today. It has been insightful. It has been um, enlightening uh, and life-changing. And I'm sure that the listeners have gleaned so much from what you have shared and imparted uh, unto us today, Dr. Sherwitz. Thank you so much. Well, you're welcome. And may the spirit work through us to help others. Thank you so much. And you have a wonderful day. Likewise. Thank you, Lucasia.
For speaking engagements, health tips, and total health education and inspiration, visit rockyourworldnaturally.com. And on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube, Rock Your World Naturally. And on Twitter, Rock Your World 28.